Good morning. The Board of Supervisors has tried every year for several years running to overhaul how it handles grant funding for nonprofits, and every year it hasn't quite gotten there. This year they asked for a review of what Loudoun's nonprofits need, and the result is what the nonprofits have been saying all along more money. For Tuesday, September 26th, it's your Loudoun Now Morning Minute. Paige Buscema here from Itopia Inc. with your iStyle file moment. Did you know that wearing poorly crafted sun lenses tricks your eye into letting down its natural defenses? Your pupil constricts to reduce light entering the eye. But in cheap sunglasses, the dark lens causes your pupil to dilate and allows harmful rays to come in. Meet the team and find out what lens is best for you at Itopia Inc., the eyewear vault in downtown Leesburg. Follow us online at Itopia Inc. That's at E-Y-E. T-O-P-I-A-I-N-C and itopiainc.com Thanks for being with us. I'm Rince Green. The Virginia Tech Institute for Policy and Governance has completed a comprehensive review of the needs of Loudoun's nonprofits, and they found the county is falling short. The report tallied up the nonprofit funding from 12 counties around the state and then came up with a median number for spending per needy person. They tried that against a few definitions for needy, anywhere from the federal poverty level to four times that. If you're wondering, this year the federal poverty level ranges from $12,060 a year for an individual to $41,320 for a family of eight. Incidentally, I invite anyone to try and live in Loudoun for $12,000 a year. If we draw the line at two or three times the federal poverty level, as this report seems to do, then adjusting for population and cost of living, Loudoun would need to increase its nonprofit grant funding by $263,000 to $288,000 to catch up to other counties and cities. This past year, the county wrote grants totaling $1,090,700 to 32 nonprofits. The report also found that county and nonprofit services fall short of what's needed in almost every area of human services, particularly affordable housing, affordable child care, addiction treatment, immigrant services, basic life services, and transitional services for homeless youth. This is despite including 364 nonprofits in the report. One of the report's other findings was that some nonprofits are duplicating each other's work and not coordinating well amongst themselves. Sidebar here, in fact, the IRS lists 1,617 nonprofits with Loudoun addresses, although the Virginia Tech people cut that down by screening out things like horseback riding groups and homeowners associations, along with checking for other criteria like whether they provide direct services in the county. Back to the topic at hand, having received this report, supervisors sent it to the County Finance Committee to tackle the many recommendations contained therein. At the suggestion of County Chair Phyllis Randall, county staff will also come up with a definition for life-sustaining versus life-enhancing nonprofits. In other words, separating nonprofits that provide things like food and shelter from nonprofits that do things like theater or music. She suggested the county come up with a separate source of funding for those nonprofits, the life-enhancing nonprofits, rather than making food banks compete with the Loudoun Symphony. But as Vice Chairman Ralph Bona pointed out, as far as county money goes, it all comes from the general fund one way or another. 
The report also recommends one other thing nonprofit leaders have been talking about for a while setting up a human services work group made of people from the public, nonprofit, and business sectors to help out next time the county tries to revise its grant funding process. As I said, all this will go to the Finance Committee, and we'll see where it goes from there. Go to loudonnow.com slash morning minute to check out the whole story. In other news, Loudon school leaders say it's time to update the district's sex education courses to include lessons on dating violence and human trafficking. When Family Life Education Supervisor Sheila J. Jones took over the program two years ago, she found that few revisions had been made since the 1990s. Her department has since created a working group to do a thorough review of the curriculum to at least bring it into line with new state requirements, and possibly go even further to help students make good decisions in their dating lives. Ms. Jones presented the working group's findings to the school board's Curriculum and Instruction Committee last week. She ran down a list of books and materials that the group is recommending for the Family Life Education Program. Those include sections on bullying and drug addiction. Family life education instructors have also started training to cover things like human trafficking and self-defense related to dating violence. As they revamp the program, Family Life Education is working with the Loudoun Abused Women's Shelter and the Northern Virginia Human Trafficking Task Force, among others, to create a new curriculum. Last year, Governor Terry McAuliffe signed a bill requiring all high school family life education programs to incorporate age-appropriate lessons on, quote, the prevention of dating violence, domestic abuse, sexual harassment, and sexual violence, end quote. Loudon's sex education curriculum has had generally positive feedback from the public. In spring of 2016, people lined up at school board meetings to praise the program's work. Faced with a tight budget that year, the school board cut nine of the 19 teachers in the program, nearly cutting it in half. The remaining 10 teachers rotate schools to teach the more sensitive material, while health and physical education teachers handle the more general stuff. Parents, of course, can still opt their children out of sex education programs if they find the material objectionable. The new curriculum will be completely rolled out next year. Leesburg police have accused 28-year-old Hector Anthony Flores Jr. of stabbing his 47-year-old father, Hector Anthony Flores Sr., to death and charged him with first-degree murder. Shortly after 9 p.m. on September 24th, Mr. Flores Jr. walked into the Leesburg police headquarters on Plaza Street and reported that he'd stabbed his father at their home in Wythe Court. Police found his father suffering a stab wound. He died at the scene. According to the preliminary investigation, the stabbing was the result of a fight between the two. It's the second domestic-related homicide in Loudoun this year. In April, a man from Luckett's was also charged with murdering his father. In that case, investigators say the man shot and killed Mario M. Bowles and set the house on fire to conceal the crime. While we're on the crime beat, a 54-year-old man from Sterling is facing multiple felony charges after allegedly assaulting deputies in the parking lot of the Innova Loudon Ashburn Healthplex early Saturday morning. According to the sheriff's office, deputies were called just after 1.30 in the morning to investigate a report of an argument that turned into an assault. They found Richard L. Page in the parking lot. During the arrest, he's alleged to have resisted and tried to assault the deputies before running away. He was captured after a chase. Both the deputies and Mr. Page were taken to the hospital for treatment of injuries and released.
Mr. Page was charged with two counts of assault on law enforcement, malicious wounding, kidnapping, strangulation, simple assault, destroying a phone line with intent, obstruction of justice, and resisting arrest. He was also served with three outstanding probation violation warrants. According to Loudoun County Circuit Court records, Mr. Page has prior convictions for petty larceny, distribution of cocaine, and DUI. And finally, two- and four-legged athletes are invited to help crush cancer at the inaugural 2x4 Race Against Childhood and Canine Cancer this Sunday, October 1st, at the Brambleton Town Center. The Canines and Kids Foundation and Smashing Walnuts Foundation are partnering to host a timed 5K race and an untimed one-mile dog jog and fun run. Also, I have a new favorite sporting event, the dog jog. Proceeds will support nonprofits' work to raise funds and awareness for cutting-edge research in the cancers that impact kids and dogs. Get the full story on all these stories over at loudonnow.com. On today's calendar, the Mason Enterprise Center is hosting a lesson on creating a powerful business plan in just two hours. All businesses need a plan to succeed. If you own a small business, a well-thought-out plan can help you make the most important decisions for your company. In this hands-on workshop, the Mason Enterprise Center's Eric Bird will help you create a one-page business plan you can actually use. It runs from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. today. Get the details on this event and check out the rest of the event's calendar at getoutloudon.com. And if you like the Morning Minute, tell a friend and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and it'll be waiting for you there every morning. Okay, have a great day.